I just checked in with Mike, and he told me he was ready. So, hey, welcome back. You're at Rabbit Troop Sucks. We're ready. We're at full <laughs> readiness. <laughs> you never want to be at full readiness. I, I don't want to go into too much detail about that. But <laughs> no. Uh, as always, I'm Paul, and next to me is Mike, as you know, and we are a podcast about obscure and sometimes forgotten about films, or films that have been overlooked, or <laughs> films that maybe we just saw a long time ago and don't really have a recollection of them. Often they're rightfully overlooked and forgotten. Today, <laughs> we're going to be looking at The First Power from 1990, starring Lou Diamond Phillips. That Lou Diamond <laughs> Phillips. The, yeah. Or there, no. Yeah, the one and only, really. I think they call him the Jack of Diamonds. Do they? <laughs> they do now. Okay. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's fair. Um, well, do, do you want to read the a, summary? Yeah, let's read us the summary let, here. Let me go in with an IMDb summary. Okay. A dedicated L.A. police detective and a female psychic must stop a demonic serial killer who is given the powers of resurrection, teleportation, and possession. Just remember, this is the first power. Yeah. He's getting them all. Well. It's like Voldemort and the Horcrux. No, Voldemort and the Deathly Hollows. You gotta collect them. Then you're unstoppable. They're like, like Pokemon? <laughs> well, Voldemort does have to collect three. Oh. I don't know how it works. <laughs> just, just three. Okay. Um, Spoiler on Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not really clear on what the powers were or how they were divvied up. We, well, we, we find out more about that later, but it was very confusing to me. I knew about one power, and then I thought, okay, that's the first power. But then, then he just had all the powers. <laughs> yeah, he had quite a few powers. Yeah. The first power seemed to encompass a lot of individual powers everyone loves powers yeah listeners what powers would you have if you could have a power if you could only have one power what would it be mike what would your power be i don't i don't i well no i i, I would like to be psychic like this lady because she has a dope house <laughs> and i'm assuming it's because she uses her powers to win the lottery yeah well, the the psychic does have a dope house and yeah well yeah I don't know. I always thought teleportation. If it, if you could safely do it. Like if I could just be like, I want to be there and you were just there. Can I bring it, another person with the teleportation? Yeah. Like okay. it could be like weird like Nightcrawler X-Men stuff where you just like hug someone and you start teleporting. Okay. Because th that would make trips really easy. Yeah. I mean, you just be like, I just want to be in Hong Kong and have some noodles. Boom. Right. You're in Hong Kong. Like I want to go dancing with the whales in Ireland. I think that's what they do in Ireland. <laughs> Boom. Uh, just dancing with the whales. <laughs> it's it's like that movie uh, with uh, young Darth Vader where he can do that, but he just robs banks. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, what? Uh, what's the actor who played Darth, like, young? Like the little kid? No, after he was replaced. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. There's oh, was it Jump? Jumper, yeah. yeah. yeah ju jumper. Where he just right. like dicks around and like hangs out on the pyramids and robs banks and shit. Ooh, well, we got there. We got there. Yeah, that'd be great. Because then you, you know, you could, you could get the money because you just robbed the banks. I remember seeing that movie, I think shortly after it was released. And I remember thinking, it's not going to be very good, but maybe I'll just have a little fun with it. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking about 15 minutes into it, like, wow, I <laughs> saw. I'm not having fun with well, it. Well, it was like, I saw all the fun in the previews, and that's kind of what being. A jumper is, I guess, and then right. I thought the rest of the movie was pretty terrible. I mean, have you seen it more recently? Is it terrible? Yeah, no, it's terrible. Have you have you seen it more than once? 
I, I think I've seen it twice. Yeah. I mean, that was like early 2000s. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah, that was a while ago. I mean, we're looking at a movie from 1990. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, this might not be much better, but it might be. We'll see. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the synopsis is about right, uh, I, I guess. What's, well, um, let me go with the, with the hard opening of this film. Okay. So the credits, like the opening credits, it's like, and it's very clear, it's like, Lou Diamond Phillips in the first power. And then everyone else's name comes up. I, I feel and, like the font for the credits was the same one from like Leprechaun. Yeah. And okay. there's like a, like a red slash mark at first. Oh yeah. Then there's another red slash mark, then another one. And clearly these slash marks are all forming together to form a pentagram. It is the slowest burn on the face of the earth. Yeah. First and foremost, if you've seen a movie in your life and you know and knew this is the horror genre, you're like, okay, you're gonna do a pentagram. But imagine someone slowed that down for five minutes. Then then it happened. And mm -hmm. then I felt like the music got even more like intense. It's like, oh like now you see the pentagram, and I'm like, I know, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just ate a sandwich in the, in the, in the, in the, time, in the time you were making that pentagram. I'll go, uh, let's go on with it. But you, you know who did do the music in this? I saw someone's name. Stuart Copeland. We, we had, I don't remember what movie it was, but Stuart Copeland is the drummer for The Police. And we did another movie That's right. that he did the music for. I don't remember what it was. Yes. There was another, I believe, equally as weird 80s movie or 90s movie. We should probably, if only we had the technology to look, to look these okay, things Okay, you up. talk about it, I'll, okay. I'll figure it out. Yeah, so just, I mean, if this helps at all, I think it was one of our earlier podcasts. Um, not that we're deep into these the series, but I mean, I do think it was earlier on. But yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a pretty good call. Okay, so basically after the forever and always pentagram drawing, we are now at some kind of convent, I think, or some kind of, I don't know, religious type structure. I don't know, some kind of facility. And this nun has the book of, Re Re or the nun is reading, I think, from the book of Revelations. And uh, there's some people uh, being murdered in L.A. that she's telling uh, some looks like higher up priests. There's cult killings. These are all signs of his work, she's saying, quote unquote. His power is growing, quote unquote. And, and uh, the bodies all have inverted pentagrams. And basically, <laughs> whoever these higher up uh, gents are on the priest panel, they're like, yeah, like we kind of take this stuff pretty seriously. And she's like, I know, but like, I'm telling you, like there were 17 or whatever number she notes, uh, no, 15, 15 people murdered recently. And again, they all have inverted pentagrams. Like this one seems like a serial killer and the police should definitely be involved. She doesn't right. say that this is being handled apparently in the house. Um, but they're like, yeah, you know, here's the thing. Like it's, you know, a new century. We're uh, kind of trying to get a new media image and people just saying things about Satan and stuff. We're really not trying to get associated with that. So you're kind of on your own. Yeah, they weren't they weren't really <laughs> into this. Like, it's not that they didn't believe her. It's just that they didn't they didn't really think that they wanted to do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, eh, I don't want that hashtag associated with my name. Please, <laughs> please do not use it. <laughs> That's exactly what they said in 1990. Yeah, pretty much. I can't. I can't figure it out. You know, there, he did a million things. But did he do enough things? He did. He did Highlander too. Was it Crime Wave? <laughs> oh God, I hope so. <laughs> wow, it all it all comes first circle to Crime Wave. Mm. 
Yeah. The, your favorite, if I recall. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, again, the church does want to get yeah. all tangled up with the devil worship stuff. And uh, they're just kind of like done. Hard pass. <laughs> hard pass on the help with that one. Yeah. Yeah. They don't They don't want anything to do with it. And, and this is the last we will hear from them for a while. And now we get a nice cut to Lou Diamond Phillips in the most stereotypical overworked police mm-hmm. situation scene that you yeah. could have cold pizza on the coffee table yeah. the, the cats eating the pizza yeah like this is one step away from like white t-shirt that's stained with like empty chinese cartons um but yeah the pizza looks gross as hell even the cat doesn't really want to yeah. eat it there's a just an ashtray full of cigarette butts this guy just looks gross he looks like he needs a shower but he's perplexed he is perplexed also <laughs> there is I don't, there's maybe a total of five minutes of, of screen time where Lou Diamond Phillips is not smoking a cigarette. That's not true. Lou Diamond Phillips is often trying. Yeah. This, if he's not, true. if he's not smoking a cigarette, he is attempting to smoke a different that cigarette. Is, yeah. That is more great. It's like, it's like a the fifth element. Take a step, a step out of this and mm-hmm. like, you're never going to get your cigarette. Um, Cause he really doesn't, but yeah, there's a lot of attempts, but Mike is correct on that. Yeah. And he's, He's looking at this map of, of L.A. Uh, he's got, you know, crimes marked on it. And he's trying to figure out it's it's very clearly going to be a pattern of a pentagram like that, that these these crime scenes are drawing out. But he's not seeing it. He can't figure it out. I don't know in the history of media if this is like supposed to be the most chilling thing, because, you know, we've talked before satanic panic, which is known, you know, of uh, people freaking out over D&D in the 80s, etc. Was st- was there still some like echoing effect of this? Because like just seeing a pentagram, I mean, like <laughs> we're like 30 years removed from this now, but I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, OK, yeah. like this would be on like CW. This like, <laughs> I could maybe see a pentagram on the Disney Channel. It could be in Hocus Pocus. Like I'm not like, <laughs> right. oh, my God. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, OK, so there's like witchcraft. Is that the symbol you're trying to tell me? But they really want to shove that pentagram all up in your face. <laughs> they, they do. They really do. Um but uh, w- while he's perusing the map, he, he gets a phone call and there's like a breathy voice. Uh, and this this lady is telling him where the next murder is going to be. And he, when he draws that location on the map, he does then see that it completes the pentagram. And that is why I said that. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, I bet it's going to complete a pentagram. And it does. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're supposed to be shocked, but you're like man, maybe I should be the detective right. on this case. It, it's like it, in like a highlights magazine, the really <laughs> shitty connect the dots where it's clearly like an elephant because half of it's drawn in. But you're like, oh, what is what is this going to be? There's no way of knowing. Um, <laughs> or it could be like Mad Magazine where you fold the two pieces of paper together and you don't know what it symbolizes until they're both together. There you go. Yeah. Pentagram. Pentagram. And by halfway through, you're like, well, it's going to be a pentagram. And you put it together like, it's like a pentagram and it never really lined up. Did it just a little off? <laughs> it was, it, it was a little off. That was mad. <laughs> I did it. it sure was. Good, good, good job. So apparently <laughs> within the, within the, uh, the time frame of this phone call, a whole operation goes down. Yeah. Now. They've got we, a stakeout going on. Yeah. We, we've got like uh people undercover playing homeless in the park. We mm-hmm. have squad cars. <laughs> There's a like, guy in a car with a sex doll. Yeah. Like how's my makeout couple? Like right. I thought was the police chief, but apparently he's not because later he's like the chiefs here. Like someone's like the chiefs here. I'm like, yeah, I don't like know. your chief, <laughs> I don't know chief too. <laughs> They're just they're going through cops in this movie, <laughs> right? Sure. 
Um, LDP is driving to the scene with his partner, Franklin, um, who Franklin is not excited about this whole thing. My, my investigations into Franklin, I'm like, why does this guy look familiar? And somewhere in one of my notes, it's, and I'll just skip to the chase here is, uh, it's, uh, Bubba from Forrest Gump. I was like, oh my God. I wouldn't have picked that up. I honestly, <laughs> I, I kept thinking of once I found that out, like I, I didn't, it was his voice. I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize the voice. I think I've seen Forrest Gump once when it first came out and not since then. That's fine. I don't recall thinking it was a very good movie, although everyone seemed to like it. Hey, I mean, one day you could watch that three-hour movie and uh, we could record a podcast. Wait, is it really three hours? I think Forrest Gump is close to three hours in length. Fuck that. Nope. <laughs> well, don't, seriously, don't need that. Seriously, you do not want to record Forrest Gump? I don't uh, think I want to watch it for three hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't like watching three hour long movies that I like, like Lord of the Rings. But what if it was Forrest Gump? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's two hours and 22 minutes. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> pushing it, but acceptable. Okay, so you're saying you're promising listeners that one day you are going to give them some Forrest Gump? <laughs> mm, well, let's table that. How about this? Okay. I don't record you, but you just talk <laughs> into the microphone <laughs> okay. about Forrest Gump. And then we just release those thoughts into the ether. Which power is that? Is that the fourth power? That is the seventh power. That's the seventh, okay. <laughs> That's the seventh power once removed. Wow. Now it, we got to do math for this power. No, I'm out. You got you to subclass it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. What's, I don't know order of operations. Anymore. I am going to need some graph paper. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Franklin. Franklin's not happy. That's where we are. Um, uh, I don't really know what's happening through most of this movie, but at this <laughs> at this moment, like the Lou Diamond Phillips's boss rolls up and like pulls him over or something. And he's like, "Hey, we're shutting this operation down. We've been doing it for three days. No one's showed up." Um, yeah, and what's crazy is there's he's saying that, which is not the chief. I don't know who who yeah. this guy he's is. A lieutenant, I think we assume. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, or Lou Diamond Phillips says. But he, it's going to go down right here, yeah. like, like right where they're at. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I would shut down the operation per se at the exact place that we've been staking out for two days. Right. Like, cause I mean, shutting it down meant we're going to gather all the police officers. Everyone lights are on. Like we are causing clearly a huge. Yeah. Spectacle. No, they're, they're not being discreet about this. Right. They, they so like, that's where we're going to shut it down. Not like over the radio, like guys just like slowly leave one by one and you know, we'll kind of monitor this. Like, right. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> but then they hear over the radio that uh, w one of the undercover cops has been there. They can't find her. She was, I, I don't know if she was like supposed to be like a prostitute or, or what. She, but she was like the hot cop. And they can't find her. Yeah, gone. Gone yeah, missing. Gone. And then, so they go, fuck, okay. Now we got to go figure this out. So they uh, they drive, uh, they drive somewhere. Um and uh, they drive to a park, I guess. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, yes. The lost police officer is Carmen. Carmen, and, yeah. And uh, I wrote, it looks like the cave zoo area in Batman Returns. It does look like that. Uh, so in some points, they're in like aqueducts. I'm well, guessing it's all filmed in like California. They're in some weird aqueducts. Like, because that is this guy's job, we're going to find out. Yeah, there's definitely some aqueducts going on later. But like, but it's when, all like rusted out, like 
tinny factories also later and this yeah. looks like a, an abandoned park zoo it, it does it, like it so they they they're driving towards this thing and they're like they went towards the park uh the park the gate is is unlocked uh and um like yeah the, they drive up to this place and it, it looks like the, the set from like what was that game the forbidden temple game show where like On nickelodeon uh, yeah yeah, well, way to go, Mike. Yeah. You, you, you watch The Hidden Temple? The hidden, was it Hidden Temple, Forbidden Temple? Oh, my God. It's a Legends of the Forbidden Temple. Okay, yeah. It looks like this. It's like a big man-made, like, rock Mayan structure. And, like, I don't know what park they're in. I don't. It, like, it does kind of look like an abandoned zoo, but who the fuck knows? Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, but, uh... Seems like a fun place to play. It does. It does seem like a fun place. <laughs> you might to play. die, but you know, if you live through it, you'd have all the memories. Right. So you know, they split up to go look for her. Franklin. Franklin finds her first. Also, note Franklin doesn't like any of this. No, There's, Franklin is pissed. Yeah, Franklin's like, I don't like this like hoodoo voodoo stuff. And Lou Diamond Phillips is like, you believe in that? And all tough. Trying to smoke a cigarette that he can never smoke. <laughs> right. Um, and he's like, Yeah, man. And like. That's kind of like established early on that uh, Lou Diamond Phillips just like I'm a non-believer. I could, you can never like, change my views. His views are changed in like five minutes. Like I don't know why that was even written there. Yeah, like it, they they kept bringing it up. Like I lost my faith when my dad died or whatever. It's like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah, that's later in my notes. And right. I think I wrote like too late. <laughs> too yeah, late well, for also that story they or. bring yeah they bring the story up honestly like three quarters of the way through, <laughs> through the movie, but they keep kind of like pulling at that thread. Like yeah, he doesn't believe he doesn't care, but it's like who who gives a fuck? Like it's not it's not pertinent to the story. Like. The minute he sees a supernatural thing, he's like, oh shit, supernatural things. Like, let's <laughs> and they're fuck real. it. Yeah. Hear me out, Mike. Okay. <laughs> so basically what we're asking is for like, like extended, you know, exposition. We mm -hmm. want to like, we need more. Like you can't just say something and then just change it. Hear me out. Let's write a movie and we'll, <laughs> we'll only give exposition as the credits are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> like it could be like a phone call. Like, hello, I want to announce who I am. And like <laughs> way too late in the film. Like what? Why is this happening? <laughs> I think we should make a movie that's just all exposition. Like the credits roll and there's like a scene and there, there's like a voiceover and in, for like 20 minutes it explains something and then the credits roll and that's the end of the movie. Robert Truth, the listeners, you do not want me in charge of any kind of film because then Mike's saying that and I would roll with it and I'd be like, okay. And the next scene, I just need someone pouring some tea. Like that's just going to represent mm -hmm. like the new breath and transition in the scenes. And then I want like a dead clown in the corner who's not dead now tracking down people. So okay, that's that's the movie we're gonna make. That's some <laughs> some pretty dynamic imagery. That's the fourth with. power. Okay. <laughs> also note, uh, mm -hmm. I, we went through some of the trivia on IMDb, and we never know if it's reliable enough. Like. Mm -hmm. I choose to believe it is. If I mean, you're going to bring up what I think you're going to bring up. Yeah. that Well, there, there were supposed to be a bunch of sequels. Oh, that, I like, There were some other things we'll bring up later. But I like, glossed over that. Yeah. like So there was, like I guess, another ending, and then I had to refilm this one because uh, they wanted more action-oriented that led up to like the final end. But like there was notes that there would be sequels, and there's questions about this, but I don't know how that would really happen. It's very, very bizarre. That's where we learn more about the additional powers <laughs> is Austin powers a sequel to this. Aren't they supposed to make another Austin powers? God, I hope so. <laughs> I also hope so. Come on, make another Austin powers, everybody. Yeah. 
I, I, I unironically like all three of those movies. I think I've only seen the third one maybe once. I know I've seen it in piecemeal here and there, but like to actually sit down and watch it. I remember enjoying it and thinking even when I watch it like much later, like why didn't I watch this sooner? I thought, yeah, the, the third one is easily the worst, but it is also my favorite. Isn't that the one where like Scott finally just like <laughs> where he goes bald? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Come on, the whole Seth Green arc of that movie yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, that's the real power of this movie. That we're going to talk more about Austin Powers. That <laughs> that it that it deflected itself against us. <laughs> now we're just talking about other films, right? We just yeah. talk on air about the list I send you and like the movies <laughs> we, we look. Yeah, we at. may as well. <laughs> that's the fifth power. That's the rabbit troop sucks power. So what's happening in the in this movie? Um, oh, uh, Franklin is Franklin stumbles upon the little uh, ritual ritual room where uh, the, oh yeah where the guy is like about to stab what the lady Carmen Cop, Carmen yeah um and he tries to stop him and it does not it does not go well. Oh, and I think we glossed over something. So okay. when when this tip came in, like this killer's gonna be here, mm-hmm. this woman on this uh the phone said, you know, oh yeah, like do not was like do not capture and execute him or yeah, kill like, him. Like don't kill him, don't give him the death penalty. Yeah, like don't do any of those things. And Lou Diamond Phillips was like, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, like that was <laughs> that's the- my Lou Diamond Phillips yeah. impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like Sly Stallone. Uh, <laughs> Where's my pizza? <laughs> the cat ate. Was her cat my pizza? Um, yeah, that was like the criteria for for her giving him this information, and he agreed to it. Um, <laughs> when you have a cat in your pizza, you agree to anything. Yeah, well, it's hard times. Uh, so Franklin's getting his ass kicked by this killer. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips rolls up. Uh, they get into a little. Him and the and the killer get into a little tussle. Uh, LDP gets stabbed in the chest like three times. Yeah, but he get, but he gets him. He got him. Not only does he get him, he beats the hell out of this yeah. guy. Like he like so. I don't blame him. You no. just got stabbed, th- like sliced up three times in the chest, and you are fighting for your life. I would imagine the adrenaline alone, like pumping through your body, like right. you might die. Well, so when, when the other cops come upon the scene and see LDP, like smashing this dude's head well, into the ground, yeah, imagine he, like, like lift to your face. Like you're going to kiss someone. Then the conk, yeah. like to the concrete. And again, yeah. again, again, the, I was like, Oh my God, the cops like, Whoa, Whoa, detective <laughs> Lou diamond Phillips, get off of him. I don't know. I don't even think they know he's a detective. That cop just pulls out a gun and shoots him. Like what is going Like, the guy's beating the hell out of him. Well, they pull him off of him, and then he's like, well, you got to stop. But then they see that he's been stabbed, and he's like, all right, you were doing the yeah. right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, man. This is fine. Oh, I would have yeah. done this, too. <laughs> the old slashing beat. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't know, we didn't know it was a slashing beat, so, you know. <laughs> no but need, it, no but need to put your flashlight on anyone or anything. Um, But, uh, you know, cut to later, uh, LDP's out of the hospital, full recovery. And uh, they're celebrating because he got the death penalty, and everyone's they're drinking. Yeah, champagne. it's on. It's, yeah, it's on the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Like this guy's gonna get the death penalty, and then, ding, phone call, breathy voice. Yeah, I warned you. Yeah, she, <laughs> the mystery lady is not happy. Um, Stop it all before it's too late. But uh, they all go to watch. They go to the gas chamber, and this what's the what's the guy's name? 
uh, like the the killer, yeah, Patrick, or it was the pentagram killer. The pen, yeah, Patrick, the pentagram killer. <laughs> And gas chamber, I was just like, I can't do all the research um, just uh, w- while watching a film that is. Um, and I thought, how many how many states still have the gas chamber? I would think like lethal injection. It's yeah. like a very morbid conversation. But like I would think the lethal injection would be. The I, most- I mean, I thought it was odd as well. But I mean, 1990 in California. Yeah. I, I mean, know. it just made me think of more current times. So I was yeah. like, like, is that still happening? I don't. I don't believe so, but, but Patrick I don't know. is delighted. The yeah, day Pat, of. Patrick is excited. He's there. He's you know, he's laughing. Um, and there's a dream the night before. Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh no! So the night, the, night after. The night, night after. after yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, they cut to the chase. They get to the gas chamber yeah. and uh, they they gas him, and he's so he's stoked. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, this is great. He's making yeah. jokes. And now now we have the dream um, where Lou Diamond Phillips is watching the gassing. And after the after Patrick is dead, he comes back to life and leaps out of the gas chamber and attacks Lou gotcha. Diamond Phillips. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I like it though. So, so in the dream, it's a little slowed down. You kind of know it's a dream in kind of areas, mm-hmm. but <laughs> Patrick is in this you know like cubicle and it's locked. But he jumps through the window while simultaneously taking out like a survival knife from like his ankle. <laughs> right. So he's also got a knife. He's like, ah, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, Lou, Lude, Lou diamond Phillips, uh, tries to, you know, shoot him time and time again, like pop, 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 but like bullets Doesn't have work. no effect. No terrible dream. Wakes up in a cold sweat. Uh, it is his bachelor pad with the pizza. Uh, he's got a bow flex. Cause of course it was 1990. You had to, he probably is waking up in that sweat because he has like botulism from the food or probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, uh, his, uh, his cat, his cat is warning him about something because his cat keeps hissing because cats can sense these things. <laughs> is it a warning or just now? Like, I don't like you cause you're the devil. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe both <laughs> a little this, a little that, um, but but LDP sees the cat hissing and goes, something's wrong. So he grabs his gun. He starts wandering around the apartment. He puts on some jeans. He puts on some jeans, yeah. <laughs> um, and he, he goes into, I don't know what room it was, but it's covered in blood. Yeah, I I think I, I deduced it was his office when we see it in the next scene. But yeah, yeah it's covered in blood. Sure, office, whatever. But yeah, it's covered in blood. Then there's a knock on the door. Um, and it's some other cops and they're like, Hey, LDP, uh, the chief said, we got it yet. We got to pick you up. You got to see this. Something happened. He's like, fuck that. Get a crime scene investigator in here. Like my fucking office is covered in blood and they go to look at it and it's not, it was all in his mind. Yeah. It's a very like a Stephen King. It, I mean, not to say that this movie ripped it off, but like, it's very Stephen King. It as a reference, like, you know, kids trying to warn the parents, right. like these things are happening and no one could see any of it. Like it's there. People are freaked out. I did do so as his office because it just looked like a garbage heap. It was like <laughs> 17, like it looked like research books, a dictionary, some paperwork, like four broken, like golf or uh, bowling pencils. Like, I don't know what the hell was going on in the room. And it was like, again, it looked like also some like food was scattered around. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, he's not a clean, a clean man. Yeah. Um, but what the cops were there to tell him was that uh, Carmen, I'm getting better at names. It only nice. took us <laughs> a year of this. Um, Carmen is dead. She's dead. Uh, same place. It was at the same place, right? 
Yes, yeah. that's like someone must have grabbed her and they brought her to the same place and they killed her. And that then kind of fulfills the end of the ritual prophecy or whatever the heck is going on in all of this. But right. Yes. So now we think, okay, well, man, the pentagram killer is maybe back or something. Copycat. I Co mean, that's, copycat. That's yeah. Thing. I mean, it could be anything. Um, so now, now we have, a. Uh, what we find out is the psychic Tess Tess. She's, she drives up to the police station. Um, I don't, she steals someone's parking spot and they flip her off and she's like, Hee -hee -hee. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if that was meant to, to show that like, she's so psychic. She knows where to find parking spots or if that's just to showcase that she's kind of mean spirited. It was a weird scene. Sometimes I can't read my notes. So mm -hmm. I wrote redhead party. <laughs> but it says parking. Parking. And I was yeah. like, I was like, was there a party? <laughs> and then she also sees a pipe with blood. She's already getting visions. Yeah, she's getting visions. Uh, but she walks in. She wants to. She wants to talk to to Detective Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, and uh, you know, the other cops are like, "Hey, Lou Diamond Phillips, this chick wants to talk to you." You know, she's a good looking broad with nice tits. Says she knows who did it because cops are very. Is that is that exactly what they said? That is correct. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so he goes in to talk to her, uh, and she's like, I, I fucking told you not to execute. Uh, you only executed the body. That the, was you. The, <laughs> the, that was you. The, the spirit got released. Um, you, you got the, I don't, I can't read it. You got a guy, not a guy. Well, so they were like, you've got this guy in custody, but it's not really him. Oh, they, like, they, they, yeah, they arrested someone else. That's yeah. right. And and they, and they quickly go, he's like, I, I gotta go see this. And there's a catatonic guy just sitting there. And Lou Diamond Phillips is like, Hey, and this is crazy. Um, because he takes like out a Zippo lighter and to test the guy, you know, is he really there? Is he really catatonic? He flips open a Zippo lighter and holds it like, three inches from his mm -hmm. eyes and then he does it like the other eye and I, and I was watching this i'm like this actor has got to be feeling the heat of the flame yeah. in his eye for realsies uh no movement and then he gets up and then we hear in a voice like uh uh see you around buddy boy and then uh, in the same voice as the pentagram killer and yeah. Lou Diamond Phillips is startled. Like, oh, I'm not hearing voices. Like, who said that? And some other guy is like, yeah, I didn't say nothing. Because <laughs> we're cops in L.A. We got New York accents. So you get tough. Up. This movie's in L.A., by the way. Yeah. Um, I want a tofu taco with some guacamole. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> eat tacos and go hiking. Um that is a little letter Kenny call out for, for you guys. Um, anyway, so Lou Diamond Phillips is like, something's fucky. Um, Hey, Franklin, come with me. Let's break into the psychic's house. Cause we'll find, we'll find something there. Um, the psychic is not home, nor does she foresee anyone breaking into her house. Terrible psychic. But she has a really nice house. She has an awesome house. She has a, we, we, we see different shots. She'll eventually come home. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. But when she comes home, and I don't know if I didn't see this the first time, she has this like super nice pool. It's oh, like yeah. the side of her house is like on a gated like area. It's like a really nice pool. Her house is beautiful. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, there's like these big, huge windows. It's super clean. It looks like very cutting edge contemporary. Um, yeah, it's like where Ocean's Eleven should be planning a heist. Yeah. Like it's and, that kind of house. Yeah, she is. She might not be a good psychic, but she knows how to psychically collect that cash. Yeah, whatever. She's doing something right. Um, so they're snooping around. She's, well, why well, do you want to say this? Okay, really, yeah. In the snoop, because mm-hmm. I have to use this quote. I laughed so hard when they said it. So they find they go through some of her documents, and so she's been checking up on Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, she's got like a, a file a, on it. a little dossier, mm-hmm. and and they also load up her computer. <laughs> the it DOS is, program of uh, like horoscopes. I literally <laughs> wrote up load up DOS question mark. Oh my god, it is painful to watch. It's mm-hmm. like twelve colors, all different shades of blue and white, <laughs> and it's like horoscopes astrological signs it looks like you're playing king's quest one on like disc four of eight it is terrible yeah um yikes but she they, lou Diamond phillips takes out this dossier <laughs> he says she horoscoped me <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. she sure did <laughs> i'm gonna write that down yeah <laughs> um so they're snooping around some more and uh, LDP decides to listen to her answering machine messages. And there's there's one that's like, whatever. There's a second one that's from like a dude that she was dating. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> um, and that comes up later briefly. Well, wait, is that the guy who's like, it's just too spooky. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like spooky things. No one likes spooky things. Um, Have you been to her house? <laughs> Yeah, lovely. I, it's lovely. Right, this chick's pretty pretty attractive. She's got a dope house. You ride yeah, that what, train. What's spooky about any of this? Yeah. I mean, her house is like lush with plants and there's a pool. Maybe right? he saw the, the DOS program with the horoscope. That, that program was spooky. Yeah. Oof. But then, wow, there's a third answering machine message and it's from the killer. Hey, bud, bud. Hey, bud, bud. <laughs> what are you doing, chief? Yeah, I, the, way, the way the killer talks to him is like, Real like fake buddy buddy all the time. Like, what's going on, champ? <laughs> Remember me? I'm still here, Bucko or whatever. It's it's, it's real weird. Yeah, you know, it'd be nice. Remember, like, uh, what were we watching? What was the uh, what, what was the film with? Uh, oh my god, I can't think of any. The race car driver who goes Emilio Estevez goes into free jacking. Yeah, free, yeah. So remember, remember the relationship they had. <laughs> With Mick Jagger. It was Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah. So like, he, like Mick Jagger just wanted a friend. Maybe it, this movie would be so much better if it took a different turn where Patrick <laughs> was actually just like clowning on him, but like in a friendly way, mm-hmm. like, nice haircut, bro, bro. <laughs> like, but he got it like, well, it's nice you finally pay attention. Well, I got other things going on. I got to kill people. I don't have time for your haircuts, but... Want to watch a movie later? <laughs> the, the Mick Jagger Estevez friendship in Free Jack is one of my favorite cinematic things. Yes, yes, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Twist. <laughs> yeah, but so he's listening to this this answering machine message, and he's like, "Fuck, this guy's definitely back. He knows my name. This is all fucky." Um, but now the what's it? Tess. Yes, I'm, I'm getting good at this. Tess comes back. You can remember her name because you've seen Tesla cars before. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. If, if you're in Colorado, you could go to the Cherry Creek Mall and use the Tesla, Tesla power-up station in mm-hmm. their parking lot. You've seen it? Yeah. That's how you remember her name. <laughs> okay. I saw, it, I saw it today. 
<laughs> that now she, she maybe that's why I remembered it. Our last movie was all about Don Johnson. Now you're getting pest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I pass the test? <laughs> I don't know yet. Hey, okay. I'm gonna stop talking now. Um, yeah, she she shows up. And she's like, "You motherfuckers broke into my house." He's like, "Shut up! Listen to this message." But the message is gone. Like it never existed. Like he imagined it. But then she sees Franklin's uh, sweet medallion. And it turns into a pentagram, and she's like, "Franklin is in danger." Yeah, you're in danger. The the medallions are reckless. Um, I didn't know the warnings would be so blatant. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was, it was like getting an email, like, "Hey, you're gonna die." So mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't. Well, go, I mean, it was nice to go to Taco Bell. Today. They left a voicemail, really detailing what was gonna happen. That's helpful. I, I I wish the I wish anyone listening would write us in as I noted Taco Bell. Some of my favorite moments in Colorado after hours are the is the Taco Bell on uh, Colfax mm-hmm. uh, that Mike and I witnessed people <laughs> falling asleep while ordering. Mm-hmm. I remember a guy got out of the car with a mag flashlight and just banged the holy hell on this person's car to wake them up to get their car moving. We've seen fist fights. We've seen, I don't know. It's uh, the hot spot. Yeah. <laughs> fireworks go off. Um, yeah. What was the cross street on that one? It was like near race. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit a little bit west of that, but yeah, like right in that. It's by the check cashing place. <laughs> any any listeners, mm-hmm. you you have that Taco Bell in your life. You don't have to be in Colorado or yeah. Denver. Uh, tell tell us what it, where it is. Like the uh, the gritty part of Steak and Shake, where we have uh, Long John Silver after hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> I don't think we have one of those. Yeah, right. we do. We do have the long the combo Long John Silvers. Uh, what, what is it teamed up with? It, it's like A&W. Like no, A&W is the, oh, is uh, that, is it, the KFC. K- oh yeah. I don't know what long John Silver's is teamed up with, but there's one at like 38th and federal. Um, Whatever. Why, why did we start talking about Taco Bell? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I Are you hungry? Can, <laughs> Not should, for Taco Bell. Should we go there now? <laughs> hungry for fights. We just watched Fight Club. Well, you you mentioned Taco Bell, and maybe this is like a racial call out because the next scene is them going to some kind of like Mexican celebration. Yes. I mean, that was not my connection. Okay. But yes, we were just talking about Taco Bell and late night stuff. Oh, okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Um, but they, they do go to a... I don't know why they went to the Mexican celebration. I think she has a vision that it's does like, she? we need to get to this area. That's right. She does have that vision. Oh, no, no. no. It's it was on the answer on the machine. Answer machine She's message. like, you yeah. told me where to go. Uh, and then she says, well, we should just go we where should we just go there, did. yeah. Yeah, I mean, for someone who just walked into two people breaking into her house, she's on board pretty quick with the whole process. Um, but, uh, you know, Franklin, who we, we found out a second ago, was in danger... Um, they're wandering around and all of a sudden, uh, the, the serial killer, the, the pentagram killer shows up on a, a fucking like horse drawn chariot. <laughs> he sure, <laughs> he sure <laughs> or, does. Or, uh, and, uh, and Franklin gets knocked over by the horse and then stomp stompled. Yeah. Um, the horse is like this scene went on for like 45 seconds and it was just Franklin laying on the ground with he's the like, horse. I, like he's like, I, well, yeah. kicking him in the stomach <laughs> over, <laughs> over again. Wrote, horse out of control crashes, then stomps Franklin. Yeah. And then they get to him. He's like, I saw him. I saw him. He's real. It's Patrick. He is mm-hmm. back. Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. And Franklin's dead now. Is um, he dead? Cause we never see him again, but he, that didn't oh, seem like he's dead. 
I mean, the the horse jumped on his rib cage, and then he just stops talking, and there's blood everywhere. I'm pretty sure he's dead. I think he would have been okay. <laughs> LDP got stabbed like four times at the beginning of the movie, and he recovered in honestly like a couple days. I want to remind you that not everyone can be a Lou Diamond Phillips. That's that, true. That's, that's, that's what the world needs to walk away with, that when you wake up in the morning, you're not Lou Diamond Phillips. Is Lou Diamond Phillips Lou Diamond Phillips? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. We don't what have set, that. What set is he on? We don't have that information. Yeah. I we mean, don't have he, the technology. He could write us. I mean, that, he could, I would, yeah. I would appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> get, get, get on that, Ludi. <laughs> Ludi. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, apparently Franklin's dead. R.I.P.D. Franklin. And uh, uh, LDP gives chase, and he's chasing this fucking chariot around. Um, and he, he, I, I, I don't really know what was happening through most of this movie. There, he climbs up some kind of he chases up, up some kind of like building structure. It's like a factory or like a yeah, steel this, mill. It, it, I like don't know. All the settings of this movie are super bizarre to me. It's just like some shit town of rust and like old metal. Like it's that's always it. Like old like these apartment buildings. Let's like rusted out like right everything like ladders like the old bricks they're later at like some weird like these aqueducts that like apparently like clearly are like shut down and someone's like i'll give you a hundred dollars if i could film there and they're like mm-hmm. make that just drugs and yeah. <laughs> come on right. come on in yeah so i yeah i i i, I don't know yeah um but I, he he like he catches them briefly uh, and he has him kind of cornered on the edge of this this tall building structure thing, um, and he's like, "Hey, I got you." <laughs> and then uh, the the serial killer Patrick he just jumps off the building and yeah. then fucking lands and just runs away. I, and it, it was like ten stories. Yeah, I actually wrote. I guessed too. And yeah, I felt was pretty a good proud. Uh, it was like ten or so stories. That's exactly my note. And there was some kind of trivia about this that I read that like uh, the stuntman actually did this, but it was like harnessed in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the scene is kind of awesome. It, to it be looks honest. it looks really good. Yeah, honestly. it's like super Men in Black, or like people are just like jumping down stuff, and you're like, holy crap! In this scene, and I thought this was like so well done. Like this dude's like whatever, and just like jumps, and again, ten stories lands and just books it. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, I'm done. Like I am a hundred percent off this case. I don't even care. I might quit my job at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I would not be hanging around any no, of this. I would have I would have left. I would have been like, you know what? You you win. I'm this I'm not fucking with this. And then he like he runs down uh, or he eventually gets down a, a Lou Diamond that is yeah. gets down all of these staircases with rusted out, you know, ladders. And then he jumps over, talks to these guys like, "Where are they?" And he's like, "The guy jumped off the building." And they're like, "What are you smoking?" And then he goes to a church and he goes he, uh, to the confessional booth and I don't know, for whatever reason, Mike, I think we've talked about this briefly. Mm-hmm. I like the movie with Keanu Reeves, Constantine. I do as well. And I read several of the Hellblazer comics uh, way back in the day. I'm like, familiar with the story. I was getting kind of some of those vibes here. Like, in this moment, like in the church, it's getting weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you picked up on any of that. I, d- I didn't pick up on that, but I do like the movie Constantine. It's fun. It is fun. We could review Constantine. Uh, I, I would actually, I would do that because I feel like that was not a really popular movie. Um, 
Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be a huge backlash. As I said, I read like a bunch of, I don't want to say a bunch, but maybe like a dozen uh, Hellblazer comics. Uh, but there's so many more than that. I mean, I bet if we reviewed the movie and someone loves the comic series, they'd be like, I hate all of you so much. Maybe. But I mean, I don't know. Keanu Reeves was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel like, Weiss was great. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can never remember the guy who played the, uh, the devil in that movie, but he was bonkers good in that movie. You've seen him in like a million things. I don't. I don't remember his name. Um, uh, also, uh, shit. The the woman who plays Gabriel is also really good. Yes. The, the movie's just loaded with like pretty good, pretty good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. I'm mm-hmm. looking up. Um, uh, Tilda Swinton is uh, T- Tilda Swinton. Is yeah, thank yeah, you. Totally. I don't. Oh, uh, Peter Stormare. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's fun. I'll totally do that. That and uh, that's a movie that I actually know I enjoy. So it would be fun to watch and talk about. <laughs> is that the seventh? No, wait. I've used the seventh. Is that the twelfth power? <laughs> the twelfth. <laughs> yes. Um, it might be. What's that movie with Johnny Depp? It's like the seventh seal where he's like a rare book dealer that has to fight the devil. <laughs> the seventh seal is with Demi Moore. The ninth gate. The ninth gate. That's what <laughs> I'm all, thinking. It's all numbers. Yeah. Twelve monkeys. I kind of like the ninth gate. I thought that was kind of a decent <laughs> a movie. A dozen marbles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thirteen tangerines. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of movie, I think. Um, this movie could have been that movie. If it tried. So what, what the fuck's happening? Does he... Well, he, they go to a confessional booth, jump the oh, story. Yeah. He's, he's given a confession, and you know the priest is going to turn into oh, this dude. Oh, of, of course. Like, you're will. like, are you kidding me? And it does. But then there, then there's no one there. Right. But then, you know, this guy's doing weird stuff in a church. Yeah. But that's, that's what I mean by Constantine. Like, in Constantine, there's, like, moments where it's not just, like, like CGI demons and stuff, but, like, things become a little, like, perverse. Yeah, Where you're like, sure. whoa, like, this is not okay. And that's kind of the vibe I'm picking up while in the church, which I thought was kind of good. Like, as far as a horror movie, yes, like you predict the the priest is going to turn into this, you know, like demonic right. force in the confessional booth. But you're like, none of this is okay, and I got to get the hell out of here. And it also kind of is disarming. You're like, the church is the only safe place I thought I could have gone. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. No, yeah, there's no there's safe place. There's straight up a demon in there. You got the first power, yo. Hmm. He did. Um, and <laughs> so he... He he runs out of the confessional booth once he realizes because uh, all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, hey there, champ! It's me." Um, and he goes, "Oh fuck!" Uh, and he he runs out of the confessional booth. No one on the other side, but then he kind of he starts popping up everywhere else in the church, and then it culminates with him with with the serial killer leaping out a window because all anyone does in this movie is leap in and out of fucking windows. And for all of you Simpsons fans out here. <laughs> the, PTA the PTA is disbanded. disbanded. <laughs> um, it, it has been. So then, then I, I don't know. I, I get a little scant in my notes here. The, he teams back up with a psychic. Yeah, oh, yeah. and she is giving him the full thing. Like this is how these powers kind of work. Well, I, like I know limited amounts, but this is it. But then they're also by a hot dog vendor who is super weirded. <laughs> the, yeah, the hot dog vendor is not in for it because she's talking about all this weird supernatural stuff. And the hot dog vendor is giving her these eyes like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? <laughs> and LDP's like, oh, uh, she just got out of the hospital. And he's like, I think you should bring her bring her back. Uh, but there's a scene that we missed, and I don't understand why it oh, happened. Oh, yes, um, the chainsaw fan. What? Chainsaw fan. <laughs> there might have been a couple scenes we missed. So Tess has a psychic vision that... 
Lou Diamond Phillips is going to be attacked and and lose. So she rushes over to this hotel oh, well, and she gets yeah. there and she her presence actually changes what her prediction is. Lou Diamond Phillips starts fighting this guy who is, you know, this random body being possessed by Patrick or the Pendogram killer. But this guy <laughs> rips out a ceiling fan and then <laughs> starts spinning it. And I wrote chainsaw fan. Because it's like chainsaw fan. Because yeah, you're okay, like, I got it. Ding, 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 ding. but he's just like twirling a fan. Like imagine twirling an umbrella at someone, right. but it was a ceiling it, fan. And somehow it's still going, even though he ripped it off of the ceiling. Yeah, I don't know why LDP was there. I don't know what brought him to that hotel. His heart. His heart. But the, <laughs> the other scene we missed was the serial killer's latest killing, which was a cop that he killed and hung off of a bridge. Oh yeah. Well. That happened too. It's, I mean, it's kind of inconsequential, <laughs> other than it's it's planting the seed that like they put a new person in charge of the case. Yeah, um, it doesn't fucking matter. But yeah, the chainsaw fan happens. Um, they jump out a window again. Yes, <laughs> uh, onto a car this time, uh, and they 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 do end up getting away. Well, <clears throat> after fucking up some poor guy's car, and then test the psychic highlights. You know. I might know someone back to the hot dog vendor who mm-hmm. was just overhearing this. And was like, Rrr. It's like a very Mr. Bean comical. Like yeah. she says this panda, his face. She says that panda, his face. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. It kind of out of place in this movie, but I kind of dug it. Um, but she's like, you know, I might, I, I know someone they, like, I know a bunch, but like, I kind of, you know, am limited in my explanations and my knowledge base. So let's go to this person who does know something. Uh, and they do want to go and, uh, uh, I had some other notes uh, somewhere here. I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. That, so they end up going to a convent, the convent from the beginning of the movie. To see Sister Marguerite. Sister Marguerite. And they knock on the door. And at first, the nun who, I thought the nun who opened the door was Sister Marguerite. Because this person looks just like her. They're all Sister they're Marguerite. They're all Sister Marguerite. Um, she's like, now Sister Marguerite doesn't take visitors. And they're like, but please? And she's like, well, okay. Um and there's, so they see Sister Marguerite for like a second, and yeah. she's like, "Well, you're dealing with the first power, and you, you don't want to deal with that." They're yeah. like, "Well, we're dealing with that," and she's like, "Don't," and just like shuts the door. Yeah, like <laughs> first power, he's got it. Yeah, you're fucked. And like, like as an audience member, I'm like, I don't know what that means. Right. You're um, like, oh, she said the title of the movie, right? Me. Like, so there's multiple powers. Like in the description we read on IMDb, there's multiple powers. I don't know how many powers there are. Uh, we later find there's, I guess, three. Like three, the Horcruxes yeah. in Harry Potter, as I said before. But yeah, so Lou Diamond Phillips is like, crap, like I'm just down on my luck. And Tess is like, well, you said you wanted a drink before. And then she just goes to a bar and starts getting trashed. Mm -hmm. She just starts ordering straight up scotch, then tells the bartender, "Uh, you're like chintzing me on this because uh, this clearly watered down. And he's like, she's like, she says something like, you being the owner of this crap, he's like, well, I'm not the owner. So she's like, whatever. And then takes the bottle mm-hmm. of scotch mm-hmm. and just sits at like a different table and starts like drinking and drinking and drinking. Yeah. And LDP is like, <laughs> you shouldn't drink this much. It'll seriously fuck with your vibes. Yeah. So um, he's like all in for her powers now. Yeah. Well, you know, they've, she just saved his life. Isn't there a movie called vibes with uh Cindy Lauper? Yeah. And, Did- uh, um, Ooh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen part of it. Did you not like it? No, that movie's fun. Oh, we should do it for okay, this. Okay, yeah. I love Cindy Lauper. That'd be great. Yeah, that movie's that movie's goofy. Um 
but so you know they they kind of they kind of talk through some stuff over this bottle of scotch that they stole from this guy or whatever um and they, they decide to go see the serial killer's grandmother well well they're just like we need she has a vision she's like we need to get to his house okay and and then that 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 is true like we do meet the grandmother but that's whatever vision she has. Like I got, we, we will find answers if I go to his house. Okay. And they do. Uh, the grandmother's nice enough. They kind of weasel their way in by pretending to be reporters and saying, Hey, like, you know, we know your grandson was executed, but the killings have continued. So we're thinking that he wasn't the actual killer. She's like, yes, that is what I also would prefer to believe. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, they're talking, they're looking at photographs. Um, we, we find out that the, the serial killer didn't, didn't know his father. Um, his mother passed away at some point for some reason. Uh, and they go to see his childhood room, which has a lot of clowns in it. Uh, <laughs> an alarming amount. An of alarming clowns. amount of clowns. Yeah, there's like a clown painting. There's like weird clowns. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Oh, no. Um, but uh, Tess starts having like a, a psychic vision slash freakout of some kind of previous sexual assault. And what, what, what they learn and then explain to us is that uh, the grandfather was sexually assaulting the daughter and that the grandpa is also the father to Patrick. Patrick. Correct. And yeah. then the mom died I, uh, like when he was nine or something Some, like something that. Something like that. Um, and the grandmother very much knew this, clearly. The grandmother knew it and hid it. Um, and then at this point chooses to recognize LDP and gets very upset. Um I, so was were they trying to establish that like this was the source of Patrick's shittiness? Yeah, I think they're like like I don't know. I, maybe I'm putting this together from other movies we've seen or kind of very similar tropes or movies we've seen. But it's like all these bad deeds kept leading up to him needing to do this. Like my right. thought was, like he came from this like inbred situation. He then had to kill certain amounts of people. And if he did all of these things, he could like go into the first power. Like, but that was clearly unestablished. Like, I think it's yeah, heavily I, alluded to that. He's like doing some kind of ritual and stuff because of who he is. But like, well, you don't well, know. like they, they really needed you to understand that he was a serial killer because of some kind of past trauma. Right. Like they couldn't, he couldn't just be a shitty guy. Like there had to be something that happened in his childhood, but also, it was what I inferred was that he didn't know that his grandfather was also his father. So like they've established this gnarly connection that to like justify his actions, but that from what I can understand, he didn't know about. Yeah. Or, I don't you know, know. I, I, or, or was like the fact that there was some kind of inbred environment there. Is that what gave him? Cause also like he, so clearly he's back to life as like some kind of demon thing, but there's no, like, we don't, we don't know why, like, we don't know what, did he, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I mean, I understand. Like there is no real explained background to what's happening. Right, like, like we don't know that's why. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think I'm putting this together from other sure. films and very similar things, but you're totally correct. Like, like I, I, not told I, anything. I, I don't know why he has a link to the supernatural at this point. Or ever. It's never explained. Well, he he was, like, clearly killing people in, in a pentagram. Well, he, sure. He but had, yeah, like, 
I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so what? So anyway, you know, she she recognized him as the cop that arrested him. Get the grandmother does gets pissed off and kicks him out. Um, but oh, and then Tess Tess like oh wait no we're gonna see that in a second mm-hmm. sorry well yeah Tess freaks out and runs to the aqueducts or wherever yeah yeah she like runs down this hill to she, these aqueducts which is where. He worked. He worked, yeah. Because she saw this in the she's video. She's like, we, we need to go to this area. And Lou Diamond Phillips follows. Eventually, a worker there is like, what are you guys doing? Like, you guys got to get out. And he's yeah, like, hey. It's super like, dangerous in here. He's like, I, I, I'm i police. He's like, cool. Yeah, but I don't like, give a shit. We get out. all got to get out. Like, we cannot be here. This is dangerous for X, Y, and Z reasons. And uh, then uh, Tess has another vision here. Like, she, like, freaks out a little bit. And uh, the, the construction worker or the worker there is highlighting, you know, uh, this is kind of like a, like a messed up system down here because there was an earthquake in 71 and, uh, you yeah, know, like th- this area doesn't really work right, but like the valves still go somewhere. So like, if you touch anything, you might open something, a kid drowned a little while ago. Yeah. Like he's just trying to reinforce. He's like, I don't care who you are. Like it's not safe to be here. We need to leave. But then, yeah, Tess is in that vision. And when she comes out of it, she looks at both of her palms and I wrote, uh, pentagrams on each of her hands. So I wrote yeah. pentagram stigmata. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Correct. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst bummer. And then we're then we uh, they leave, and then we see the nun for a second. I just wrote nun doing weird stuff. Like, yeah. So the nun is like getting geared up. She's stealing this box with an artifact, and we don't know what it is. But like the priests are there, and they're like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm stealing this church thing uh, because shit's getting real, and I got to take matters into my own hand." And they're like. All right, I guess take it. They don't stop her. Yeah, they don't. No, no. Um. Yeah. So, and then, and then next we see LDP going to a factory. I guess. Yeah. Well, he's he's driving with Tess, and he's like, she's like, we need to go. I can't remember exactly where she yeah. says, but no, she's like, I know where. No, she says like a like a vague location. She's like go to blank. I kind of know the area. Okay. So he's driving and he gets a radio call. Like, Oh, we need some backup at a uh, blank and blank location. He's like, we're only four blocks away. I gotta go. That's so, right. Yeah. So okay. he pulls up, he's like, stay in the car and he runs off and immediately she's sitting in the car test. That is mm-hmm. the radio. You, the camera shows the radio and the radios, you know, playing things. And all of a sudden we hear Patrick's voice. He's like, Hey, sweetheart. Nah. And, yeah. And she's like, ah, and then, you know, she runs out and clearly this is all just like a big trap. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, basically her, Hurting them together. Yeah. So he, he's trying to get them into this again, like factory structure thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like just, another rusted up piece of crap. LA what is, is going littered on? with. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is kind of where we find out that, uh, that he's inhabiting the bodies of other people. So every other time since he's been dead that we've seen Patrick, it's looked like Patrick. This is the first time that we realize that they are they are seeing him as Patrick, but he is actually in the body of a just a person that he's possessed. Yeah, I'm also taking it as they are seeing him as that, but like no one else would. Um, Correct. That, that's why people are freaking out like that, a little later. That's my understanding as well. So right now, Patrick is in the body, and we find this out in a second. Patrick is in the body of who I have referred to on my notes as Grimy, which I think it was Lieutenant Grimes, who was the person that was put in charge after they found the cop tied to the bridge. Yeah. I'm they, piecing they, this together. No, no, you are correct. Okay. They, they took Lou Diamond Phillips off the case. They're like, you're, you know, it's, it's too much. Yeah. Um, and they put this guy, Lieutenant Grimes on the case, but, uh, that is, that is who is now 
after Lou Diamond Phillips. Right. So they, you know, they, they once again get into a tussle high above the ground on some kind of factory and Tess knocks him off. Tess knocks him off and he gets impaled by a pipe. Um, and then, you know, cut down and we cut, cut down to the, to the ground level. And we see that it's, it's Lieutenant Grimes impaled by this fucking pipe. Yeah. And then, uh, so the superior who I'm not sure again of this man's title, Mm -hmm. um, he, he's like, whoa, dude, like you were expecting me to like buy that this guy just like lost his mind and tried to kill you. He's like, that's what I'm telling you. Right. You need to yeah. give me a little he time. Was, he was being relatively upfront with his superiors. Like, yes, we killed this guy, but he wasn't this yeah. guy at the time. I, Mike, I wrote that verbatim in my notes I wrote. Yeah. Uh, superior, uh, he tells him, I need more time. Cool with this. Gives it to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll buy some time. I don't. I think you're weird, but okay. So now we're at Lou Diamond Phillips' apartment, and, <laughs> and immediately he's like, he's talking to Tess, and he's like, "Yeah, maid's off for the day." You yeah, know, his apartment's all it's crappy. Crazy, yeah. Still, still, that pizza's probably still there. That right. cat's not happy. But he takes out this big box. He's like, "My buddy on the bomb squad gave this to me. It's just full of grenades <laughs> right, and like, random explosives." Yeah, it's like a shoebox of grenades and Semtex. Um, and and Lou, from what I can understand, Lou Diamond Phillips' plan is, he's like, "We don't know who this guy is, so we're going to blow up." everyone and does anyone that we come across or we're going to explode and Tess is like "Uh uh-huh that might not be a great plan um oh so on on the way up to his apartment he gives a dollar to some like hobo on the street foreshadowing that hobo is now Patrick yeah so now that the that was like we have grenades and tomorrow we're gonna go do this stuff it's Mm -hmm. like maybe we should go make out a little bit. And then like, she sees something across the room and he goes, you know, check it out. But then these, this homeless woman starts like Peter panning her way up. Right. And is like floating. If, uh, have you seen the original or like the, the movie Buffy, the vampire slayer? Yeah. This reminds me when, um, David Arquette turns into the vampire and like floats up and tells uh, Matthew Perry, like, come on, man, let me in. And he's like, dude, you're floating. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. And so it, it, or it's like an evil dead moment. Like this homeless woman is like taunting Tess, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And she freaks out immediately because uh, she does like twice. And Lou Devin Phillips is like, what are you talking about? And she's like, uh, I'm telling you. And he's like, I don't think so. Or, right. you know, maybe you're just seeing things or says something stupid. Right. But and then surprise, this bitch jumps through, through the, the window. window. Everyone loves jumping through the PTA yeah. is disbanded. Yeah, But this time it was from outside to inside. So it's a, you know, different direction. Yeah. Um, and right. So right now it, it doesn't look like Patrick. It just looks like the, the female, you know, bum. <laughs> I note first move on possessed homeless woman kicks Lou Diamond right in the junk. Right. So, and this st- starts a trend of Lou Diamond Phillips yes, getting kicked yes, in the junk because yes. it does happen a couple more times. Yes. Um, so but yeah, she's, she's beating the tar out of him. She's like doing like Eddie Gordo, yeah. like capoeira. As I said, like this becomes like an evil dead moment. You're like, okay. Right. Like she's flying around, like doing <laughs> wire work stunts. It actually looks kind of dope. Yeah. Um, like this scene was kind of fun for me. Um, but uh, they they eventually they they get Just out drive off yeah they get out of the apartment they drive off, but surprise she's in the backseat of the car so th- this is this is crazy wh- yeah what part like this ramp scene oh the ramp scene is crazy but what I want to know is so he, this is a real human that he's you know possessed how did she get in the back of the car okay well it was noted 
I think by someone, I think it was by Tess, mm-hmm. that he is growing stronger at okay. some point in time. Yeah. Because we're soon about to find out there are multiple powers that apparently this guy kind of had all along. So I think that, like this guy okay. could do more so he's stuff. Just, he, he's, so, he can teleport, he can do whatever. So what happens is, sort of that I think I understand is, this yes, this possessed deadite is in the yeah. ba- is in the back of the car, talking smack to both these people. Lou Diamond Phillips does a quick turn, guns it, and basically, like a, I think a car is turned in a different direction, and ramps off the car, and the camera work makes this look like they go 150 feet in oh, the air. Oh, yeah. yeah like, the, it's, it was like a tow like, truck with a car being towed behind it. And it yeah, they use it as a ramp. And it looks like a, a shuttle launch. Like yes. this thing is just flying like, through the air. Like there is no way landing anywhere unless you land into a pillow factory and mm-hmm. its gates are open for you that anything's going to happen. This car just goes nuts, flips, flips around, crashes. A bunch of people are there. They're looking at Lou Diamond Phillips. He's like, I don't need any help. He's covered. His face is covered right. in blood. It, Tess is gone. Tess and the deadite are gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he goes to see Sister Marguerite. He goes back to see Sister Marguerite. And she is very open about the powers now. Yeah. She's like, so hear me out. There are three powers that can be bestowed by either God or Satan. Yes. Uh, th- the third power is... Body possession. Body possession. Which he had the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. The second power, which she says, which your friend has, is a psychic power. And you can see the future. See the future. And the first power was resurrection? Yeah. and But she goes, resurrection, which is immortality. Right. So, like, if he comes back, you can never kill him. I don't, I didn't really get it. Right. So, and then and she And I says, don't know why he wants to come back. There's only been one soul in history to have all three. And I think she was talking about Jesus. Because she takes out this sweet Jesus crucifix knife. Yes. That's Kashink. <laughs> so that's what was in the, the box that she stole earlier. But also, okay, so she she takes this knife, which is clearly implying that this is what's needed to stop him. And the priests are like, You're stealing the thing. But she takes it back to her room and doesn't do anything with it until LDP shows up. Uh and then she's like, yeah, Jesus was the guy. This is his sweet knife. Let's fucking do this. Because then they take the knife and they go they go back to the sewer because that's as, as you do. probably where he's going to be. I don't even know if I'm explaining this in any no, kind of no, coherent it, it, way. But. Back to the sewer is where he worked is this water facility treatment, which right. is somewhat weird, aqueducts. They go back there because she highlighted it was the one place that he mentally felt safe. He felt comfortable. So yeah. now he's going to go, you know, finalize his rituals because he brutally murders people in the way of, you know, satanic ritual because that's where he feels safe. Right. So. So they, they Maybe go. He brings pillows. Yeah. Burns, burns some incense. <laughs> Took a pillow for it. This is really nice. Eats his favorite snacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's got snacks. All right. Um, so they, they crawl down and they crawl down into the sewer thing. Um, and they, they see Tess. She's like spread out on some kind of pentagram floor candle. I got a pentagram now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, the hobo lady's there. Uh, she calls the nun a bitch and stabs her. Yep. Um, 
And that, that, it's a bold opening. Move. Yeah, that, that kind of takes her out of commission for a while. <laughs> the, the the rest of your party shudder in fear. <laughs> uh, but uh, so LDP kind of tussles with the with the hobo, but then gets the better of her, and I she gets she, I don't what happens here. I'm lost. I'm, I'm trying to look. Uh, fights homeless woman. Yeah, she, she, she fights uh, the Tess homeless tied woman. Up. But they untie Tess. Uh, the the nun is fighting too. Uh, Lou, Lou stabs so many times. Oh um, yeah, Lou, Lou stabs the hobo. Yeah, and then she's kind of like out of commission. They they position her on the pentagram and light it on fire because the nun's not dead. She's stabbed, but she's not dead. Correct. Uh, so now the the body that that. Patrick was in is on the pentagram. It's on fire, but now, oh shit, Patrick is in the nun. Yeah, and th- this is something I didn't understand. So, um, I know this doesn't sound really mean. Like I'm not trying to phrase this correctly, but like the psychic was highlighting that uh, at some point in time, Lou Diamond Phillips asked, "How is he able to possess the bodies of people like mm-hmm. this?" And she, uh, the psychic test said. Uh, it was basically like weak-minded people. It's right. like if you're an alcoholic or you know a habitual drug user. And I'm not trying to say that to be mean. I'm just saying that to that, be like, that is what she like, said. Yeah, like you are sus- like these people are susceptible. But like, because that's how like, she possessed the police chief because he was a, he was an alcoholic that they established. But I don't know why the nun is able to be possessed. Who knows? Maybe because she got stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Hey, Mike, Mike, you just found the weakness. Yeah. Of the nun. If you stab the nun, you can you possess. Just, them. Yeah, you, you just found the person's weakness. So, but now, now he's in the nun. Um, the nun starts off by kicking LDP in the junk again. Yeah, boom. Yeah, right in the junk. First move. He, he knows where to go. That's the first power. Um, yeah. Uh, Jesus. Um, but so, and then the nun kind of gets the better of him, and she has a gun mm-hmm. to LDP, and LDP is like, you know what? Hey, nun, you're in there. You don't have to do with it. You don't have to deal with this. You, you're stronger than he is. Um, and he, you know, he kind of freaks, he kind of freaks out. He's like, you know what you're talking about? Like I got, I got this under control. Uh, when I say he, I mean, Patrick in the body of the nun. That is correct. Um, but, but eventually he kind of, he gets inside his head a little bit talking about how, you know, he knows that his grandfather was his father and all this weird shit. Psychological warfare. Psychological warfare. And then does the, the nun stabs herself with a knife, right? Yeah. Yeah. She stabs herself with the knife, immediately disappears and turns into Patrick, like what Patrick normally looks like. Yeah. Now it's just like Patrick. I don't really get it. But right. then I like the Joker in my second Batman reference and the original uh, Tim Burton '89 Batman uh, tossed right into an acid bath. Yeah, so that's that, that stage one. That, that happens in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she disappears. Patrick is back, and they they kind of get into a little fight, and they fall down like a like a slip and slide. It looks awesome. It's like a Goonies. It, it does slide look awesome. To a pirate treasure ship. But also, so hear me out. They were already in a sewer underground, uh-huh. and they slid down this pipe. That was bringing them down further, but they go through a through a wooden door. The, yeah, they, well, they they, wood, were, they were sliding down it for like ninety seconds, so they have to be 
10,000 feet underground by now. Also, yeah, but also like like the way they get out is they slide out a pipe into and through like yeah. a wooden right. so they're, slatted door. They're sliding down this pipe that has water running through it. They fall through a door that does not have water running <laughs> through it. And they're just on, again, some kind of catwalk above, for reasons that no one understands, a giant pool of acid. Also, is acid flammable? Because in this movie, it I is. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, well, one, why is there a big boiling tub of acid in the sewers beneath L.A.? I, I'm not, in a, you know. Mike, I don't think you should ask that question. Okay. Well, we don't live in L.A. I don't think you should tag your name to that kind of question because people don't want you answering or asking or inquiring or whatever about things like that. Don't worry about the acid baths under LA. Don't worry about the aliens at DIA. Don't worry about those things. We're cool. The aliens at DIA. We we all know that's real. That is true. Yeah. Research it. Uh Do do your homework guys. Um, so they, they tussle again a little bit. Uh, fucking Patrick turns into the nun again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips will have none of it. <laughs> well, he doesn't have none of it because uh, he finds the Jesus knife, which fell down with him and stabs the nun into the acid, bath. into the acid bath. <laughs> and as he's stabbing the nun cops show up and shoot him. It, but wait, the butt throws, or is it Tess? Tess throws uh, a lit, Zippo into the acid. Correct. And the and it acid, the acid, the acid explodes into a fireball and then quickly a fire body jumps right out of it. Yeah. But that was Tess's dream. That was Tess's mm-hmm. dream. Cause so. Tess is, is now, she wakes up in a hospital by LDP who he was shot multiple times by those police officers. And, uh, credits roll. <laughs> yeah, well, so so Mike is missing the one last thing. So okay. she just had this dream, like, okay, what's going on? And then she looks at Lou Diamond Phillips, and Lou Diamond Phillips has this, like, the same voice as Patrick, and says something like, oh, like, what's going on? Like, ah, and then, like, tries to choke her or whatever. Right. And that's another dream. And then she wakes up, and Lou Diamond Phillips is there, and she's like, oh, crap. Like, he's unconscious, but she kind of gives the look of I don't know if this guy like leapt into his body before the end of this. Right. Um, when he wakes up, this could be Patrick. This is a problem. Now Tess is just left wondering credits roll. Yeah. That is the first power my friends. <laughs> so Mike, how did you enjoy the first power? Um, on a scale of one to three power, 9.8 to 10. How did you like this movie? So I, I tend to be predisposed to like supernatural killer movies. Mm. I just, I just kind of, I find them kind of fun. Um, I didn't, this movie's stupid and it sucks, but I didn't hate watching it. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if it's like a firm recommend from me for, for our listeners, but I, I mean, I kind of had a good time with it. It was, it was kind of bananas. Yeah, yeah. The uh, my real complaint about this movie is something you actually brought up. It's just w- like, what are these rituals? We don't really know sometimes about like actually just the main serial killer in the movie. Like they really should have worked on his character, and I thought the actor did well. I just yeah. thought you yeah. know the story itself is like, how are you doing these things? Why are you doing these things? And it's a little too little too late, as we said before. Like. 
there's really a lacking amount of exposition for this person. And I think that would have tied it together. The nun is like really an afterthought. It was like, yeah, like almost like pretty much useless. Um, right. I mean, so la last week, uh, I, I, I kind of rewrote the plot of a boy and his dog to a, in a way that I thought would have made for a better movie. I, I think with this movie, uh, all of the stuff about his grandfather being his father and, and assaulting his mother super unnecessary, like just have some kind of backstory with him being interested in, in the occult in any way. Uh, like we, I don't need the rape stuff. Just give me some kind of occult thing. That would have been better. Yeah, totally. Also, the nun needed to be there more like yeah that's what, a, yeah like what if this was like a three-way team up between Tess, the nun and ldp i'm all on board for that yeah i do um, but like no one you know i don't think anyone any of the actors did a bad job like the writing wasn't great but i mean it was of its time and it was it was acceptable um I mean, the filming was fine. A lot of the stunts were pretty decent. Like you mentioned, when when he jumps off that that roof for the first time, that was a really land, cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Like scene. they had a guy do. I mean, he was wearing a wire. You couldn't see the wire. It was really well done. But like that looked cool. Um, yeah, I mean, there were there was some opportunity here to make a decent movie, but like they just uh, they missed it a little bit. And I know that's kind of become a theme with us. It's like this movie is almost great, but it's not and it sucks. And this is another one of those, but I mean, I I, I liked it. What did you enjoy this at all? I did. Uh I realized I have seen a little more of this film than I thought. I thought I had not seen any of this film, but there were like a couple moments where I'm like I must have seen at least parts of this movie at some point in time in my life. Yeah, I mean, for me this movie is like throw it on on any given night, especially if it's with your like any kind of friends. Um, and I just think people will laugh in certain cir circumstances. I think people will be kind of like fun with the action. I love all movies that have any kind of supernatural twist. Mm -hmm. So like, that's why we mentioned things like Constantine or there's so many other movies. Um, there's a movie I'll tell you off air that it would actually be really fun to do. That's kind of in the same vein. Okay. But yeah, like I like this. Um, Usually, if you hear my like uh, glass clinking, I'm always drinking some iced tea, so it's clink, clink, clink. Mike's drinking, you know, beers. This is definitely a movie like have a drink, have like two of them, like have a friend, have a good time, but like know the limitations of this movie. Like, Are you drinking Long Island iced teas, like Marge Simpson? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, is it? Is it? <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever had a Long Island iced tea. Is it just super gross? I honestly, I. I think I've had one like maybe once or twice in my life. Like, I don't remember it being gross. It's it's like the booze equivalent of a suicide. Like when you do all the fountain sodas yeah. at once, it's just like a lot of alcohol and like a splash of Coke and it tastes like iced tea. Yeah. Well, aren't all the alcohols like some kind of infused, whatever, like for whatever reason, I, again, I don't remember what a long Island iced tea actually is. It just seemed like sugar drink after sugar drink. It just seemed like a lot of sugar kind of masking and that becomes the tea. And then yeah, they, I mean, I, it's like it's like vodka and rum, and like there's like a. Like I, a I could be completely stuff, yeah. wrong, but like it's it's just yeah, it's like a lot of booze. It's it's a boo it's a drink that is all booze. So as you know, Mike and I are clearly just sitting around drinking Long Island iced teas, mm -hmm. reminiscing about the movies <laughs> that we're watching. But yeah, I mean, this is a movie like have a couple beers with some friends. Um, this would be like super fun. But I love again like supernatural twists on stuff. I love that you know these are just kind of like cheesy but fun and serious in ways uh movies that this isn't like super super low budget um i like lou diamond phillips i don't know yeah. anything about him at all um 
But uh, yeah, I think he's fun in this movie. I liked uh, the person who plays Tess. I like this mm-hmm. person. Um, the cat was good. Um, so <laughs> the the one piece of trivia that we read that we didn't that we didn't bring up. Uh, you know whose favorite movie this is? Oh, that, I totally forgot. <laughs> oh my god, yes. So yes, Mike. So uh, l- let me ask this in mm-hmm. uh, trivia terms, Mike. Uh, on IMDb, we read some trivia. Whose favorite movie is the first power, or was it a sadly deceased member? Who is Easy E? That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> this was, according to IMDb, this was Easy E's favorite movie. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I would like to unpack that sometime. Yeah, I, 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 I might need sources for this because, <laughs> like, when we did Rare Exports, it was listed as being, I think, Kate Blanchett's favorite movie or something. That's fine. I yeah, believe, I believe all of it. <laughs> so we know Kate Blanchett and Easy E's favorite movie. Well, a couple things. If you have any knowledge or inside knowledge about any of this, or have movie recommendations or ideas, mm-hmm. reach out to us at Rabbit Troop Sucks Podcast at gmail.com. Or you could go to rabbitropesucks.com and fill out a form there. It goes to our email. Uh, we appreciate the people who have done that. That is awesome. Um, as always, you get us up on Instagram or Facebook. But next week, uh, we have one or two ideas coming. So for all of you romantics out there, we have a little twist on maybe a Ooh. Valentine's Day surprise. Valentine's Day special. <laughs> it's a real, real romantic kind of thing we have. Well, we, we have one. We have one or two, and uh, we will, we will, we will define romance for you with yeah. those films. Yeah. So are you, are you looking forward to that at all? I am actually. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. It, is it like a box of chocolates? <laughs> Rabbit Troop is going to suck in a new way on Valentine's Day. I did not put my name on that. And mm-hmm. as always, you could reach out to us through the beans that I just told you about and get sound clips of like <laughs> highlighting anything yeah. that you would like. Someday that mixtape is going to surface <laughs> and I'm going to go to jail. It's, it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a Christmas present for the masses. Mm-hmm. As always, <laughs> Rabbit Troop sucks. Um. Yeah, you got anything on that, Mike? No, we just rabbit troop sucks. Imagine Mike just skipping through the fields. That's how I got here. It's... (laughs) 